Hi, welcome to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. This is the podcast for people who want to start and grow an online location independent business so they can live a life of freedom and choice on their own terms. Welcome to episode 20. How risky is starting your own business? This is a super interesting subject. And to show you why, we're going to start with a little experiment. I'd like you to ask your gut the question. So literally check in with yourself and ask your gut, how risky would starting my own business be? So what answer did you get? You probably got the answer that it's quite risky. Please don't do that and it might even be accompanied with a kind of cramping or uncomfortable feeling. Even if I ask my gut and I have a business that I love, I still get the it's risky answer. So your gut probably thinks this is a big risk. Why is that? Probably because you've read or heard about over your lifetime hundreds of stories of crashing failures, right? How people made huge fortunes, lost them all, how technology advances killed companies overnight, think Kodak, or blockbuster video. I mean, we had a blockbuster video on our high street when I was growing up. It's not there anymore. You've also probably heard stories of people losing everything, becoming homeless, losing their family. So when you ask yourself that question, how risky would starting my own business be? Your brain goes searching for everything it knows about business and risk and comes up with a lot of information. Most of it you probably can't even remember the details of, but you get a feeling of the risk and it feels high. Yes, of course, you know some success stories too, right? But mainly what your brain knows is the information it's been exposed to, which outside of your own experience is what you've seen and heard in the media. So, Genuinely loving person starts home-based business and no longer needs to work for the man is not headline worthy, right? What you've heard is the stuff that the news outlets run, not necessarily what would be pleasing or you and I would like to hear. So first of all, you've got all that background info to contend with. Then you likely know the statistics about how many businesses fail. The statistics vary depending on where you get them, but they all look pretty bad. A high proportion of businesses do fail, and likely around 90%. So on top of the stories you've heard, and the statistics you know about, then comes your lizard brain, your self-talk. And that voice probably says, you can't do that. Why do you think that will work for you? Don't be ridiculous. You know Elon Musk and for Christ's sake, even he was close to failure at one point, right? So all of this stuff is going on. And then once you get down this thought process path, you're likely going to write the entire thing off. But let's dig a little deeper here and get behind what is actually going on and what the actual real situation is here. So what are the assumptions behind all of these sorts of risk? First, the assumption is that we're generally talking about a brick and mortar business. So brick and mortar businesses are by definition riskier because they involve higher costs. 
you'd have the cost of renting a premises, potentially the rent or purchase of equipment, maybe even staff. The higher your capital outlay or your costs, the more money you need to make back to cover them, which gives you less margin for error. So by definition, a business with more outlay, so a brick and mortar business is going to be with more outlay, it is higher risk. The second assumption is that we're going to sink a huge amount of money into this business to get it off of the ground. Now, you can still do this with an online business if you want to, although I absolutely recommend against it. The only money I would consider well spent in the early stages of business would be on getting the right mentoring to get you ahead. No need for a fancy custom-built website, no need to necessarily hire many people to do things for you at the beginning. What I recommend is that you test your idea before you invest in business assets. And by business assets, I mean business cards, letterheads, graphic design, website, etc. Find out if people are really going to buy this. And if you want to hear more about that, check out episode 16, Why What You Need Is Not A Business Plan. So find out if the money earning potential is there before you buy a ton of stuff that you might end up throwing out or changing anyway. As an example, I literally still have the same box of business cards 70% full that I ordered in 2013 because I just literally don't use them in what I do, right? So the first assumption was that, let's face it, a lot of this information comes from brick and mortar businesses. The second assumption is that you're going to need to sink a lot of cash into this. The third assumption is that it's our natural tendency to assume that if this goes wrong, we would lose everything we have and never be able to get a job again. So I don't recommend quitting your job until you have income from your side hustle anyway. But even if you did quit a job or a steady income that you have, is it truly realistic to think that you would never recover from this? I remember having the same feeling myself because I did quit my job before I started my business and the reason I did that was because I was working so many hours in the job I had, it would have been literally impossible to start something on the side. So I tested this assumption, right? So after I'd been out of the job market for six months and I was in IT, so it was a really fast moving job market. I put the feelers out there just to test the waters and I applied for a couple of jobs and they called me and asked me to interview. So I knew like my backup plan is still in place. Everything's still fine. Should at any point I want to turn around. So realistically, even if you did go completely all in like that, instead of starting something on the side, the likelihood is you absolutely could go back if you wanted to. So all of these three assumptions that you're basing your gut feeling on aren't true. Here is how I get people to start their businesses so you can see what assumptions could be true. Step one, go through the process of figuring out the right niche. Step two, work on the messaging, which is how you communicate the idea to other people so that they get it. Step three, create the offers. Step four, test them on the side. Step five, if anything needs adjustment, adjust them until you get clients. Step six, with your proven business concept, keep growing it on the side. Step seven, 
build out those business assets. Now you know you have something that works. Step eight, grow your income. Step nine, quit your job. So when you look at it this way, what's the risk, right? The risk is practically nothing. A little bit of your time, some emotional energy. But no one even needs to know what you're up to if you don't want to tell them. It's totally low key. You're testing something minimal on the side without changing your situation. So when we come back to how risky is starting your own business, here are the key takeaways. One, the more you spend on stuff, so excluding mentoring, which will help you, the more you spend on stuff, the riskier it is. Two, the more complex the business you start, so online is simple, brick and mortar is by definition more complex, the more complex the business you start, the higher the risk. The more you change in your life that is giving you stability, like your job, the riskier it is. So the solution is don't change anything. Don't go and buy all your business stuff yet. Test your idea on the side, get it working and risk practically nothing. So you see, in the end, there was a positive answer to the question, how risky is starting your own business? And really, the question that I think you should be asking is, how risky would it be to see if, with guidance, I could put a simple, streamlined offer together that a couple of people might buy? So that question again. How risky would it be to see if with guidance I could put a simple offer together that a couple of people might buy? Because that's where you start. And there, there is really no risk at all. And to learn more about how to start up with minimal costs, watch my free Zero to Paying Clients Masterclass at catlablong.com forward slash masterclass. Or you can see it in the menu on my website. That's it for today from Your Business, Your Rules. I hope you have a wonderful day and I look forward to speaking with you soon. Thanks for listening to Your Business, Your Rules. I'm Kat LeBlanc. If you like this show, I'd love you to subscribe, share and leave a review on iTunes. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, head over to my website at catleblanc.com. Until next time.